right where Fred is. A soldier who captured a Russian anti-Russian uh, tank posted a message to social media about the counteroffensive. Listen to this. The operation has been a complete success. We decisively repelled the enemy. According to preliminary data, there were about 200 Russian troops. Some of them are in the ground. While others escaped, three tanks and nine BPM. There is one of them here, which is now ours. Well, joining us now to talk about all of this uh, is, Gen is retired General Philip Breedlove. He is a former NATO Supreme Allied Commander for Europe. And General, let's just begin with the reporting we just got from our Fred Flechten on the ground in Kyiv. Uh, there are multiple ways and multiple uh, intelligence reports that have told us how much success the Ukrainians are having in protecting Kyiv and how many roadblocks, literal roadblocks and logistic issues, Russia I is running into uh, in and around Kyiv. Do you believe that the success the Ukrainian forces are having, particularly there, will continue? I do, and thanks for having me on this morning. And the successes are not only on the east side, as you have shown. They're pushing them back up east to, in what is now being called the Buka pocket to the west, also near Irpin, as you were talking about earlier. A large contingent of Russian forces are now in danger of being surrounded by Ukrainians and cut off. And so the Ukrainians are making some really smart moves, both to the east and to the west of Kiev. And it's going to be a challenging time for the Russians there, as you have pointed out, because of some of their very drastic logistic issues. Every day this goes on, General, more Ukrainian civilians are being killed. Innocent civilians. We see more pictures of it. We saw pictures of it from that Mariupol theater moments ago. And I do believe we've got some new images in from Kharkiv in the far east where there was this humanitarian aid line, a line of civilians waiting for humanitarian aid right in the city, hit by a rocket attack or some kind of attack right in broad daylight. This is a humanitarian aid station. We understand that, that six people may have been killed there. And just, General, just uh, how, how do you explain these clearly civilian locations, civilian targets with just no military value being hit. Uh, there is no explanation. This is a war crime, and we're watching it play out. And and the, and the Russians need to be held accountable. Uh, just yesterday, uh, at Mariupol, a relief column going in was attacked, and the relief people and their, mach their buses and things were taken. And now we see yet another humanitarian quarter or line or relief station attack. This is happening all the time. And in the end, we're going to have to hold Russia accountable. General, to, to build off what John just, and that was the first time I'd seen that video. It's just so, it's so jaw-dropping. Um, you have warned, General, that the more frustrated Putin gets by all of these setbacks that he clearly did not expect, the more dangerous he gets. So what does that mean for civilians like those who are waiting in line for aid? It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse and worse. Mr. Putin has been unable to meet Ukrainian forces in these big force-on-force -force battles, which he really wants. 
and the Ukrainians are fighting this wonderful skirmishing, rear attack, ambush kind of fight that frustrates the military advance of, of Russia. And believe it, frustrates Mr. Putin because his army is not accomplishing his goals and he gets more and more dangerous every day. And when they can't fight the Ukrainian troops, they are going to fight and kill Ukrainian civilians, as you have seen. Uh, the risk is going up every day because of the frustration of Putin and his army. General Philip Rebov, we appreciate your expertise uh, on all of this. Thank you for your time. Why don't you own apartment buildings? Seriously, why don't you own these big apartment buildings?
These are radio transmissions intercepted from Russian soldiers in Ukraine. What you're hearing are real-time battlefield communications between rank-and-file units on the front lines. They reveal a Russian military early on, already facing major challenges to get air support and fuel, and even possibly committing war crimes. It's not clear why some Russian military units are using unencrypted frequencies. But what it means is that people with access to a radio receiver can listen in and record their conversations or interfere. We collected hundreds of recordings like these, painstakingly captured by ham radio operators and open source groups across the world. We focused on radio intercepts from the first 24 hours of the Russian assault on Makariv, a small town along a strategic highway about 30 miles west of Kyiv. These intercepts give a rare unvarnished window into the operations of an invading army plagued by communication errors and logistical problems. So how did we determine these were Russian troops speaking? By linking these radio exchanges with visual evidence and eyewitness accounts. Listen, for example, to this next transmission about a battle in a village called Latesian. Call sign Yuk-95 reports his unit pulled out of the battle and lost an armored vehicle called an MTLB. This aligns with a telegram post from the mayor of Makarov about an hour earlier and with videos verified by the Times showing Russians entering Motijan that afternoon. We also see Russian armor littering the area the next day, including at least one MTLB, like Yug-95 reported. Motijan is just one of many specific battle locations around Makarov that we heard Russian troops mention on the radio intercepts. We cross-checked these with visuals we geolocated to document sites and times of Russian military activity. What we were able to capture are mostly visual and audio fragments, not necessarily the full sequence of events. But by piecing them together, we can establish the dynamics that were playing out on the ground during the first attack on Makarov which was a bucolic and peaceful place until February 27th. That morning, locals fought Russian military vehicles moving into the area. Within hours, we hear Russian troops on the radio giving battlefield updates. Yeah, you 
Over the course of the assault, Russians openly disclose attack plans for anyone to hear. Their language is often raw. Looking out of their windows, residents see firefights erupting. In the following radio transmission, we hear repeated orders to strike an entire residential area after it's cleared of so-called property, which is likely code for Russian personnel or equipment. Visual evidence and interviews show multiple instances where Russians appeared to have openly fired on civilians around Makarov. The following security camera footage shows a Russian armored vehicle firing several rounds into this sedan without any apparent warning or provocation. The passengers, an elderly couple, were killed instantly. Videos and photos show Russian forces did take significant losses. And at one point, we hear a frantic dispatch from a unit under attack. There are even moments when call sign Baron 30 sounds close to tears. Over the course of the initial battle, the skies were rocked with explosions. In a series of radio exchanges, we hear how communication failures delay urgent requests for air support amid mounting casualties. Thirty minutes later, air support still hasn't arrived. Video evidence suggests some Russian units were not only attacked, but left stranded. The radio chatter is full of troops who lack critical supplies. And Russian troops face yet another menace. 
Ukrainian interlopers mocking them on their open radio channels. Russian forces are now using more code words and cell phones to communicate, but signals are still compromised. The Times has found that even many generals are using unsecured phones and radios, which has led to at least one getting tracked and killed by Ukrainians. Ukrainian officials claim they have been pushing Russians out of the town of Makariv for now. But fighting in the area continues. So does the radio chatter. 